0: In this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. It's actually a 15-minute segment from our last episode about homeschooling. We really liked it, but we didn't feel like it fit in the rest of the episode. We hope you enjoy. This is Alamo Anthem. I think that one of the biggest stumbling blocks for parents and families that are thinking about homeschooling and even try to homeschool is when they try to recreate the public education school day perfectly. I know. And they say, okay, well, it's got to be this many hours. I need to do these subjects. Reading, writing, and math is not enough. Like, I need to learn everything there is to know about biology, and I need to teach that or whatever. Um, And I need to spend this amount of time. I need to do a lecture, and then they have their time to do their work or anything like this, and then we'll have this amount of time for recess. A lot of that is just part of managing large groups of I people agree with that. right and it's if you try to recreate that you're going to kill yourself as a homeschool that's parent, not the sure. way that it, it's going to work it's and, not you know, needful it's, yeah. it's
1: also funny that we would have that in our minds in the first place as parents because does anyone think that when kids graduate from high school they know biology really well or any of those subjects that you just said you know what i mean i think everyone knows like i kind of learned it took the test passed hopefully and maybe you know I mean, that's it, right? right. It's just gone. Yeah. That's why I said last week, it's
2: just okay. Education. Mm-hmm. It's not like the graduates from public system are going to Harvard or Yale or Oxford or anything like that. They're, they're getting decent jobs. Um, if they go on and go to college, yeah. but, um, as for someone who's homeschooled all the way up through high school, I can tell you from my experience, cause I remember being so scared to pull my oldest out. And, um, when I re- did the research, I found one guy who had a curriculum and he did a lecture and this guy was a scientist and he lived in Oregon. His name was Robinson. It's like Robinson curriculum or something like that. It's really a great lecture, but he had, he and his wife were both scientists. So they decided to pull their kids out of the system because they knew that they could give them a better education if they did it themselves. And they had like a farm there in Oregon and some land and stuff like that. And he was still doing his work at home too, like science stuff. I don't know exactly what he did, but what ended up happening, his wife out of nowhere died and he had like six kids. And so he was by himself with these six kids that were still young and he was not about to put them back in the system. He was like, no way, I'm doing it by myself. So he had to figure out a way to homeschool his kids by himself and still do his work and run his farm. Can you imagine? And so what he did, what he came up with was um, he made his kids, he he brought it down to the bare bones of education, like reading, writing, and math, because that's all he could manage. So he's like, okay, got to make sure my kids are reading, they're writing, and they're doing math every day. So his whole curriculum was based off of this neat. And it helped me as a homeschool mom to realize I don't need to put in, all these th- extra things like with reading i can implement history with science he even said about science which i thought was fascinating did i ever tell you this yeah okay i don't know if i told joe this science he said nobody should do science until they understand calculus mm-hmm. and i was like whoa and he's like so don't worry about it just no. get them to know math then they'll their brains will be prepared for science and he was, and his whole point was sometimes, as he he was a professor at a university as well. He would have to unschool what they already knew mm. from science to get them to understand the science in a proper way. Mm. But all of his kids went on to become like physicists and you know engineers yeah. and mm. and so his way um, of of teaching, getting to the bare bones of education, had positive results. So I I was like, right. okay, I'll try his way. And he, one of the things he said was. 30 problems of arithmetic every day and if you have a Saxon math book it already is it's like it's made that way um and it's incremental well um if the kid didn't understand the math they would come to him and go dad how do i do this and he would say you go figure it out he -hmm. wouldn't tell him he'd say go over and read the directions again You figure it out.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's half of the uh, value in homeschooling is kids learning how to read directions on their own instead of having everything explained to them before they even get to try. You know,
2: that's where I have come to learn that we are actually teachers of ourselves. Like when even if you have a teacher, when someone explains it to you, your brain is going through a process where you're trying to understand and explain it to yourself. And so this idea that we have to have like a teacher, mm-hmm. I don't
0: think it's more like an corrupt. interrupter.
2: It kind of is. And I know this is a radical idea for some people because they, a lot of people think you need some person in the front of the room to instruct.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but anyway, I tried this method with my son. I was really worried about him. Like, oh no, you know, he did 30, 30 problems of math every day. Went He ended up going back to high school. I homeschooled him from fifth grade all through middle school and then put him back in ninth grade so he could play football. And I put him in algebra one because I was worried mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure, you know, and his teachers like he should be in like algebra two because he was just he was ahead in his yeah. math. And I can tell you right now he got into a really good university um, and he's in the accounting program. And so the math I believe in that. Math that must feels, feel good.
1: It does. I feel yeah. very,
2: very much vindicated through that process.
1: And I think that the, um, uh, you know, that landing point that you got to as a homeschooling parent, that really you just needed to make sure that they did those three things, yeah. the reading, writing, and, and, uh, math is like all homeschooling parents. If they do it long enough, it seems to me of, of all the parents I've met who do it, we all land at that same spot yeah. eventually. And of course, if people have time. You know, they might throw in some other things, but it's because with those three tools, then the kids can go on to learn the other things themselves, That's right. which of course is what we all want, I think, right? What, we what want them to be able to do it and they'll do it so much better if yeah. it's their own I, interest.
0: You're learning the tools, right? Yeah. At a time. And specifically with math, I remember, so I graduated with a degree in, in mechanical engineering and I remember being in college and having the thought like, oh, that was all just warm up. Like, that wasn't math. That was just learning the language of math. Yeah. And then now we're doing math. And, and so, I, I mean, I, I think all that, this
1: time I thought I was doing math. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Just, well, it's funny down. because when you get to a certain level and you'll be figuring something out and you'll learn a new concept or a new way of transforming uh, different equations or whatever, and you get it to a certain point, or if you're doing differentials, you get it to a certain point, it's like, and the rest is just arithmetic. You just you just leave. You don't even finish it because it's like that's simple stuff. But the real stuff is is kind of. So I agree, and I remember I, I I watched a TED talk. I have a love hate relationship with TED talks, but this guy was talking. He was a math teacher, and he was talking about how after basically after pre algebra or something like that, or maybe algebra, that if you, unless you're going into like like you're going to be an engineer or you're going to be working in a lab doing like, you know, high tech physics stuff that you should just stop and then instead of doing math classes, you should just play brain games. <laughs>
2: well, what I was going to say that I think you'd appreciate about his method, his kids, he did not allow to have sugar.
1: Oh. Nor television. Is it so that, that does seem because radical. he found that they learned better that way, is that just, was his big thing? They would read better oh interesting um. they were better so readers. A better attention span
2: mm-hmm. so he cut out the screens except for like on weekends and then he cut out sugar It was funny he talks about his wife and he at night <laughs> and out put the kids <laughs> in. have an ice cream they mm-hmm. would go in their bedroom and like pull out their stash oh, i
0: like this guy <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> like it's kid. it's funny how so um, his name's
2: robinson if you want to look it up it's on youtube
0: uh, we we'll in the
2: show He'd probably appreciate it. I don't know how old he is now. He was older when he started. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt
0: you. Oh, just that um, it's funny that a lot of times when you find that when you are in an emergency situation like that, you, you find out that th- something like sugar and screen time, which is normally what we use as parents to placate our children, right? To make parenting easier that when you're trying to be happy
1: now or happy later right?
0: that you're, but when you're in that situation where it's like, well, what really works? Like, and it's to get rid of those things a lot of times. Right. So that's just interesting.
1: You know, it's funny that that's the experience that you had with Patrick because when I was in, so I think we said last in the last episode that we did, we all went to public school and when I got to seventh grade, I, I think like maybe most middle or and for us, it was junior high, but most middle schoolers start to feel a little bit miserable, you know, everything changing and friend groups and all this stuff. And, uh, and so then I, in my mind, you know, after that, the summer came after seventh grade and I thought, I'm just going to beg my parents to homeschool, but I'm sure it won't work. And, uh, so I, you know, I asked them and, and it was like, well, that probably won't work as as predicted. And then I ended up uh meeting a family that homeschooled and they were great. And of course, this is back in the 90s when it wasn't very popular, right? And it was it like people had this conception that only weirdos would homeschool. And this family were not weirdos, you know? This is uh really social, very friendly uh capable people. And I remember and and we became friends with them and I thought, "Hey, see look, you know, look at these guys." I can just be with them and like them. Well, can can I do this? And to my amazement, my parents allowed me to do it. And so, and then, you know, it was funny. So then eighth and ninth grade, I really just kind of like unschooled, although that, I don't think that phrase existed then. Uh, so we were still calling it homeschooling, but I just uh, hung around and the only academic stuff that I did was start reading more. Mm-hmm. For me, that didn't take much. I remember it was a few Michael Crichton books. <laughs> And then uh, I got an algebra book and I started uh, to learn how to teach myself uh, like for the first time. You know, I had never tried to teach myself because of what you were saying earlier, that when you're in a traditional school setting, before you even have a chance to try and teach yourself, the teacher's already explaining it to you. That's right. right. And so and that to me was some of I mean, that maybe before and after in all of my K through 12 time. That might have been the best academic experience that I had. But the biggest thing out of all of that, because I was only out for two years and then I went back when high school started in 10th grade, was it was very red-pilling because I uh, ended up not being nearly... I, in you were behind. I thought I would be way behind. Yeah. Because I knew that all of my peers had been in school all day, every day working while I was like sunbathing in the backyard, you know? <laughs> and when I went back, I was shocked. That I was able to just go in normal classes. I even, I think I even went in an AP class, and it wasn't that I couldn't do it, but I wasn't a very good student, so maybe I wasn't like mature enough, you know. And uh, anyway, I just went into regular math classes and regular everything, and it seemed like nothing ever happened. Yeah, that's right.
0: So if you could help your kids with homework, you could homeschool, because what happens a lot of times at school is that, like what we're saying. The teacher teaches it in the way that either the book says or the way they understand it or whatever. And then you still need to learn it. You still need to learn it the way that you understand it. You
2: still need to process. The child needs to figure out how to process.
0: They're not pouring information into brains. That's right. They're just explaining one way of understanding
2: it. And this is what, so I'm getting my master's degree right now, and I have to teach myself everything because I'm an online student. There is no instructor in the front of the class giving a lecture. It's Mm. simply me reading and doing papers and doing my own research and writing about it. And so if that's what they're teaching our kids or if that's what our kids are going to have to do in college, why aren't we starting now? Why, Why would we do a different type of learning experience for them in high school where we force feed them information and not teach them how to learn, you know? So unless you don't want them to be independent and real quick, I just want to say, because I know we've talked about homeschool quite a bit and we are obviously pro homeschool. We really are. And also some of you may think uh, that, well, it's easy for you to say you must have make a lot of money to homeschool. I just want to say that my husband and I, uh, we made choices way back when we first got married, when we were deciding to get married, that I would stay home and be a mom. And we have made certain sacrifices because of the choices that were important to us. We felt like being at, I felt like being at home was the best thing for me as a mom, and I felt like later on homeschooling would be a, you know we came to that as being a priority. and so I'm not trying to make people feel bad. That's not my intention.
0: and I think that that's that's the only way, not the only way, but for most people that have a stay at- home mother, that is the way that you have to approach it is that it's like this is a non-negotiable will form everything else around that.
1: You might have to cut that Netflix subscription or Spotify, maybe a few other ones.
0: Maybe those uh, five dollar cups of uh, Starbucks coffee. <laughs> are what people are always talking <laughs> 12 about twelve bucks. Twelve.
1: Grace went the other
2: day and got not a coffee, but a drink at Starbucks, and I looked at her bank statement I'm like twelve dollars. I'm like, really? That's how much you spent on a drink?
0: Well, did she get like a?